1: what is going on all of you beautiful listeners welcome back to the dagger the podcast where we cover all things NBA and the top news in all of basketball I am Taylor call I am joined by the boys Dion Franklin BJ Johnson what's happening fellas what's going on we got a lot going on today even though it's the off season we got to talk about some Ben Simmons drama. Them and the 76ers are fighting. They need an intervention. We're going to tell you if we think Ben Simmons is going to be on the roster when the season starts in about a month and a half. Also, the rest of the 2K ratings dropped this week, along with the game. And as predicted, we have a problem with many of the rest of the ratings they released. There are some absolute travesties that we cannot let go unpunished. So we're going to be talking about some more 2K ratings. And our impressions of the game as a whole, if we've played it. Haven't you guys played it yet?
2: No, not yet.
1: Okay, but I've heard it's buns, but I don't have it. I heard any... you can't even score. Yeah, I've heard it's like <laughs> super buggy. So another banner year for the 2K franchise. You guys know how we feel about this. And since it's the off season, we have another topic that we have been sitting on because it needed pretty much a whole episode to talk about. If you guys have been listening for a long time, you know that this is something the three of us are passionate about. We're going to be listing our top 10 NBA tough guys of all time. Also known as Bill Simmons would put it, our all dark alley team and second Mm -hmm. dark alley team. These are the guys who, if you saw in the dark alley, you would be very scared. And more importantly, we are going to unload on some dudes because we also have our top 10 fake tough guys of all time. These are guys who think they are badass and they just aren't. Okay. They're not fooling anybody. And I have a few controversial ones in my list. So we're going to see how that goes. How we (laughs) know. You know. don't know Dion. I know actually, I know you so well that actually know. you probably do. You yeah. correctly predicted yeah. last week with the conspiracies. But first, you guys already know how it works. We still have some awards to give out. Hoopers of the week. Good hustle awards, BJ. Hit me with your hooper of the week.
3: Hooper of the week. Ben Wallace going to the Hall of Fame this past weekend. Cool thing about this is he's the only undrafted player in NBA history to be uh make it to the Hall of Fame. And when you think about that, first of all, to not even know if you're gonna have a job, but to grind your way to the top, I think he got at least three defensive player of the year awards. Like nobody wanted to see him in Detroit. He was a monster down low. But to be undrafted and to make it all the way to the Hall of Fame, like that, that's probably one in a million. Like, I don't know if another guy will go undrafted and have that kind of Hall of Fame career. So, Ben Wallace, the best pro probably in history besides Dr. J. <laughs> well done, sir. I love that. I
2: love that. I didn't even know he was inducted. I didn't follow the, the ceremony this weekend, but how's
1: It was a good one. It was There's good one. it. Yeah, Ben Wallace was just different. He may be the least skilled offensive player of all time to make it into the Hall of Fame. Oh. And that's not like a knock that just shows you how good he was on defense (laughs) and how scary that dude was to try and score on. Like he had very little skill to score, but it was invaluable. All-star Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. Him and Dennis Rodman are are the two that come to mind of just absolute grinders. But to go from undrafted all the way to the Hall of Fame is just next level work ethic, next level grind. Yeah. That dude is just different, just cut from a different cloth. Well deserved Hooper of the Week. Mm-hmm. Dion, hit me with your Hooper of the Week.
2: All right. So, my Hooper of the Week this week is not a basketball player. And since the NFL came back this weekend, I had to pick somebody from there. And it was just for this weekend because, you know, opening week and whatever. And this is a comeback player to me. Like this might be the big one of the biggest comebacks because this dude sucked before this year, <laughs> and that is Jameis Winston. Like to me, he was not good before this year, and to mm. come out and throw five touchdowns against the Packers, you do not understand how much joy that brings me. Yeah, it's tough because I know we're in Wisconsin, and I'm sorry for saying this, but I can't stand the Packers. And for him to sling one touchdown every four passes, come on now. Got to be my Oprah of the week.
1: Yeah, that's big facts. People were saying in the offseason, like, oh, man, he got LASIK surgery on his eyes. He can see now. And I was laughing, like, all right. No, he's still going to be throwing to the other team, like, just as much as his own, like, stop. And then he comes out and does that. I'm like, maybe my man was just blind. The facts, you <laughs> just needed glasses. You just couldn't see. It's like that little sound by I'm legally blind. And he's just throwing okay. them all <laughs> the yeah. I'm Hold legally blind.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe there's something to yeah, it.
2: Like they etched, like there's, there's no other explanation. Famous James.
1: Now that he's got that 20-20 vision, he's just going to be like Tom Brady 2.0, I guess. <laughs> Look More like Aaron Rodgers than Aaron Rodgers did on Sundays. So. The crazy
2: thing to me is that he only threw for 148 yards. He
3: only yeah, threw 20 times. passes. 20 yeah. passes. 14 to 20. <laughs>
2: five
1: touchdowns.
2: And they destroyed the Packers.
1: Yeah. That's fine. I'm not saying their secondary needs some work, but not, not great efficiency that's that's a good pick i mean we'll see if he can do it for more than one game but yeah. for this that's week so absolutely. <laughs> absolutely i cheated and i have two hoopers of the week Ooh. this week so i'll get the first one out of the way hooper of the week bill russell going mm. into the hall of fame again yeah. as a coach and i don't know like what kind of company he's in about being in the hall of Fame twice. But I'm pretty sure it's pretty small, if not just him. Yeah, I, I, tell you, I was about to say, like, who else? <laughs> yeah, I, I can't think of anybody else. And so, like, I, I think Bill Russell is really overlooked for the impact he's had on the game of basketball. I mean, obviously, as a player, you know, the 11 rings. Yeah, it was a different era, all of that. But also, first-ever Black head coach. Really close friend of Muhammad Ali and a guy who took a stand for, you know, black players in the NBA and really helped the NBA progress into the league it is today. In a lot of ways, maybe him more than any other player for the influence that he had early on in the formative days of the league. I think a lot of people forget about him Mm -hmm. today, and so it's great to see him go in again and yeah, absolute legend. Bill Russell, Hooper of the Week. I mean, but also, I was,
2: I was thinking, wait, wait. I was thinking, like, who else would could be in that company? Like, the only one that comes to my mind that could put tension, I'm not saying it's going to happen. If Jason Kidd wins a couple of rings as a coach, that would be the only other one that I can think of right now. That would be yeah. really all the All-Fame as a player and as a coach.
1: Or Steve Nash, maybe, down the road as a coach. Yeah. like. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the club is just him right now. So yeah, I
3: think that's it. That'd be crazy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Bill Russell, Hooper of the Week. Okay. And I have a bonus good Hooper of the Week because, like Deon saying, football season is back. And the University of Miami was playing a football game Saturday <laughs> night. They were at home. And. <laughs> something bigger than the game happened oh, because yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know how stadiums are set up upper deck lower deck and there's probably what like 20 30 feet you know from the upper deck to the lower deck somehow a small cat was hanging off of the upper deck at the stadium where the university of miami plays and it was just like dangling off this banner right and it like caught everybody's attention everybody's phone is out and it's the anniversary of 9-11, so there's American flags everywhere. And so a couple of quick thinking Miami football fans grabbed an American flag and was able to line it up and catch this cat when it fell off from the upper deck, like 30 feet, oh, wow. just caught it in the American flag. And like you should have heard you should have heard the stadium erupt when they caught this thing. Like and it was... <laughs> Easily the best catch of the weekend.
2: <laughs>
3: Good hands. on the fly. Good yeah,
1: hands. cat is flailing and they they caught that thing in that flag. So
2: I th- I just thought it was amazing the whole situation. Like the, the cat was literally hanging off with one paw on this little yeah. spoon. Like, yeah. like Mufasa and Lion King was like, like bro, like that's what?
1: true. And they, yeah, the celebration was epic too. Because after they caught it, they like lifted it up like Simba. <laughs> <laughs> <The> entire stadium <laughs> erupted. That is definitely some Hooper of the Week shit.
2: How did the the cat even get into the stadium? Yeah,
1: that's that's my question. Is how <laughs> you was it just a ticket? Yeah, I have so many questions. Of how did it get to the upper deck? And then how was it? I I don't know. I have a lot of questions, but. <laughs> That cat is alive. These people are lifesavers.
0: Mm-hmm, They're
1: goddamn heroes. Hooper of the, hoopers of the week. Yep. All right. Let's get negative. I have a good hustle award, and I have no choice but to give it to myself Ooh. because every year I do this, somehow I convince myself that my fantasy football teams are good. And then this week, all three of them lost pretty handily. <laughs> and Monday Night Football isn't even over, I don't think. And yet I mm-hmm. knew going in that I had lost all three matchups.
2: Not even close, baby.
1: Three. Yeah, 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 I got whacked. Thanks, Raheem Mostert. You're the man. <laughs> You're the man. Looks... I mean... So for actually believing that I was going to have a good year this year, I have to give myself a good hustle award. Good hustle, dumbass. All
0: right.
1: <laughs> BJ, who's hustling?
3: I uh, hate to do it because he got one of the best lines in NBA history. Paul don't lie. But Rasheed Wallace, my guy. Uh, last week, apparently there was a quote of Rasheed Wallace saying he doesn't think LeBron would have been as dominant in his era. And I just had a, one question about that. What era is he talking about? Because their eras overlapped. And said he ret- what? <laughs> he said he don't think LeBron would have been as talented in his era. So I was like, wait, is there an era that I missed growing up? <laughs> is, it, is there a decade that I missed? Yeah. I was, no way did like, he say that. You know, I was going through the data, a.k.a. YouTube, and I was like, was that not LeBron who put 25 <laughs> straight on the Pistons? When he was 22, Was that a different era or a different oh wallet? I was gosh. looking at. But yeah, he was like, no disrespect, the young bull doing it, but he wouldn't have been as dominant back in my day. It would have been too much for him. And I was just <laughs> kind of confused, like Rasheed, which era we talked, to, which league was this that he could have been good in. So Rasheed, nine times out of ten, Rashid is speaking facts. This time that one time out of ten we caught you slipping. Good hustle, big fella. <laughs>
1: I need oh to know God. how many years he actually played without LeBron in the league. Like, what? Maybe four years? Maybe if, if that? If that? Maybe. Not right Yeah. Yeah, he played in two thousand four, but if he played in two thousand and one, it would have been totally it different. Been tough. Totally different. Yeah, <laughs> that is. Did he, he retire in like two thousand ten? Yeah, like really, not
3: maybe not even that long ago, <laughs> like, it might like have 2011,
1: 2012. Yeah, maybe. He held on for, with the Celtics for yeah, a minute for the bitter end. That is hilarious because, <laughs> A, he's just flat wrong. You can name an era and LeBron would have dominated, yes. Like, yeah, there was definitely an era where a guy who's six foot eight. 260 yeah, shredded but like the 45 alone. inch yeah. vertical, you know, would wouldn't have dominated. You're right. Average, average at best. Yeah, no, no way. You know, he goes back to Bill Russell's era, he struggles. Huh. Dear Lord.
2: <laughs> he would he wouldn't drop hundred a game, you know. What I'm
1: yeah, like <laughs> so there's that part of it, and then there's just the stupidity of he literally beat you in the playoffs <laughs> without a team. <laughs> you personally. Good moment. Good moment. Good moment. That is That's that is tremendous awesome, hustle. Mm-hmm. Dion, who's who's hustling?
2: All right, so news came out today that the NBA is accepting or might be accepting the proposal to start a missseason tournament. Like what, what are we what are we talking about here like why? what is the purpose? No other league in the history of leagues, has a mid-season tournament. I understand they, I, I, they try to make money. This is a
1: money-grabbing tournament. Yes, yes. Like, I'm going to stop you right there. It's it's money.
2: Makes no Why mid-season, time. though? They're like, oh, oh, the winning team will get a million each.
3: Like, bro, what? <laughs> the fuck that going to? That's dinner <laughs> for
2: NBA team. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> like, this is, that's a payment, the monthly payment on the house for them. Like, sh- like get the fuck out of here.
1: That, that's half a night out for James Harden. Exactly.
2: Exactly. Sure. Like, yeah, come I, on now. I, I don't understand city. why the owners, like. <laughs> um, NBA man, struggling that bad. <laughs> so How is how's this going to work? So, during the regular season, in the middle of the regular season, when there's already an all-star game, this is going to stop playing and play this stupid tournament to win a million dollars each
1: yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of a format where this would actually be good because, like, if you there lose in no. the first round, right, you're eliminated. So then, what do you do for three weeks while the rest exactly. of the league plays? Go back
3: on break, or you get a competitive like, advantage? It sounds like.
1: <laughs> or if it's only like sixteen or eight, like, what do the other teams do from the start? Do they exactly. play each other They'd and like nice nobody now. is watching? gonna have uh, friendly
2: games. Like, what <laughs> the fuck?
1: This this seems unnecessary.
2: Very, very
1: I I just feel like it wouldn't work. Like, is it really going to create crazy. playoff basketball in the middle of the year? Like, nope. I doubt it.
2: Nope. <laughs> it is not.
1: Yeah, it's, it's just odd. I'm also not a fan. Mm-hmm.
2: So, yeah, good hustle to the NBA for that. that. What's his name? Adam Silver? Okay. I don't know what you're trying to do, but.
1: Just like the playing games, I salute the creativity. I do like that they're trying to think outside the box, but some of these ideas just ain't it.
2: Yeah, I like, mean, it, I like a the lot of it... games because it includes a little bit more teams in the playoffs. But that actually has a purpose, like to have like mm-hmm. a little bit of competition for the last spots in the playoff. This one has right. no purpose whatsoever. Yeah, this is, who does it there is now? no purpose to it.
1: Yeah, maybe just stop. Like, if you want you know better basketball in the middle of the season how about you just stop everyone from load management in big games and then the regular season games will be good yep i don't know <laughs> just like, I, i'm gonna reserve full judgment for when the actual plan is released but i'm having a hard time imagining anything where i'm just gonna be like yep that's it
2: <laughs> exactly
1: I, I don't know like, the NBA is supposed to be different from March Madness. Just just own it.
2: Because, <laughs> like, I, I get it. Like, maybe they're trying to copy what they're doing in soccer in Europe. But, like, that's not how they do it. Soccer has multiple competitions at the same time throughout the whole season. This is They don't stop games for that just to have, like, a tournament where they're going to give out a 15 million prize for a team. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah, I mean yeah, it's it's odd. Definitely odd, but I mean we'll we'll see when they actually if they actually decide to adopt this and what it actually looks like.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Let's move on to my favorite topic, which is Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about what's going on with Ben Simmons and the Sixers. So A lot of speculation around Ben Simmons and the Sixers. I gave him a good hustle award for once again, still not, you know, holding himself out of camp, saying that he wasn't going to improve his game so that he would, it's because it's not his job to improve his trade value and stuff. And this is just like an elephant in the room hanging over Philly right now. So, right now, Dion, what's your impression of Ben Simmons? and this whole situation.
2: This is a absolute joke to me. I don't understand what, what, what he's doing. I know we talked about it last week, but like, the situation got even worse. And It's bad when you know that one of the absolute worst teams in the league doesn't even watch and don't think you're good. So what are, what is he trying to prove? I don't know. I know that the Timberwolves said we're not even giving away Anthony Edwards for him, so... Good luck getting traded. <laughs> it
1: just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you. i like, I don't know how this guy guy can embarrass himself anymore. Like you had an absolutely embarrassing playoff run, and instead of working to either try and fix the situation in Philly, because a the situation in Philly has arisen because you played that bad. Yeah. So you dug this hole yourself. It's not like they've been disloyal or anything like that. And then it's worsened because of you throwing a fit about it. And so it. Which further decreases
2: his value, by
1: the way. (laughs) Right. It's so like his. It seems like he's going with the James Harden approach of like this time last year, we were talking about James Harden, ignoring all the COVID protocols, not showing up to camp, like couldn't care less. But the problem is, is that. James Harden had already done everything he needed to show on the court. You know, he was like a year removed from MVP, you know, you're removed from averaging 30 points a game. And so what he was doing is his trade value was way too high for him to actually be moved. So by acting out, he just needed to tank it just enough to where they could actually get a deal in place. Mm -hmm. The problem for Ben Simmons is he, assuming this is a tactical move, it's probably more of a temper tantrum than anything but if if it is a tactical move it's worked way too well and he's tanked his trade value too much and no one's interested at the price the Sixers are are asking so i no idea bj um he
3: definitely done in philly if you like ask me i don't see a way in which you can make this work just from the way he's handled it. And he met face-to-face with the owner, Clutch. I mean, Rich Paul was there. Doctor was full out to see him. He straight up told him, like, I don't plan on showing up. I don't plan to be there. So, yeah, you can pay me my money, but I'm not coming. Um, so, it's, it, it seemed like he's fine with having this in ugly. And I think he's been done with Philly since the end of Game 7. I think when Doc Rivers and Joel went to the podium and just kind of said, "Yeah, we lost because our six eleven point guard won't dunk a basketball." So when they when they threw it and held him accountable, I think he didn't like that because no one has ever told Ben Simmons no, and he seems like you know is worth that worth that years off. Like he just he doesn't seem to care. Like I think he's one of the guys who got to the league and that was good enough for him. Number one pick, number one in high school, and it's just kind of sad to see because like there's a lot of potential there. And Philly, like, if he were what he was supposed to be, like, what he was his first year, Philly would damn near be, like, the best team in the East because when are you going to have two twin towers like that? But if you ask me, like, I agree with everything you guys are saying, very similar to how James Harden went out. But the only thing was James Harden was still, like, the top-tier asset in the NBA. Like, his value was way too high. The only thing with Simmons is his price, his value is way too low, and what Philly wants is way too high. Like, Definitely the, the supply and demand economics behind that is not there. So to ultimately answer the question, no, uh, he, he will be in Philly, but I don't know if he's going to be suiting up or if he's just going to be trying to force his way
2: out and make it very ugly. But he's yeah, got to go either way you put it. Yeah, there's no way. There's no scenario in my mind. If we will call Dr. Strange, he would have confirmed this. That there's no way that this yeah. is gonna end well. In, yeah. end.
3: no time stone is giving him a jump shot.
2: You know? Exactly. No.
3: Exactly. No. No snap
2: of the finger is bringing back that that uh jump shot. Mm-hmm. And like the, they were talking about the top destination being maybe Sacramento, and there's like a million guards there. So how is what? that gonna work? How is that gonna work? No. Just why? Like, <laughs> there's <literally> like <laughs> just, ten why? guards
3: already there. go to Cleveland with all the other seven footers. Yeah,
1: seriously. I I totally agree with what you're saying, BJ. This is a guy who is still supremely talented. Mm -hmm. He has, you know, on paper, he has everything you want in terms of talent. Physical talent, you cannot build a point guard in the lab that would look better than Ben Simmons physically. Mm -hmm. But it's clear based on his progress or lack thereof, like, He's gotten worse since his rookie year. And so that is clearly a lack of work ethic. Clearly, he is not developing his game. He is coasting on talent. You know, he wants to be a celebrity, a date celebrity, other celebrities and, you know, live it up and live the life and all those things. But he does want to do the work. And so he's quickly fizzling. And in three years, we're going to be saying, What happened to Ben Simmons and calling him a bust? Doesn't matter if he made some all star games early on, doesn't matter if he was this or that. When you look at a guy who is that talented and the way his career is going, and I'm positive it's going to continue to fizzle because of his attitude. Like there are guys who, you know, were supremely talented, and just got hurt. I'm thinking about guys like, you know, Penny Hardaway. Greg Oden, uh, Brandon Roy, guys like this, where you're like, what if, you know, their knee actually works, you know, and then there's guys Mm -hmm. like Ben Simmons who just didn't care. You know, the the comparison that comes to mind is Jamarcus Russell from the NFL. Oh my God. This is a dude who (laughs) tall, strong could throw a football damn near 80 yards, but you know, of his own volition just didn't care. Didn't watch film. Didn't work out. Didn't take care of his body, put on a ton of weight and was just out of the NFL in like three years. And so, yeah, Ben Simmons works out like, you know, he's not fat or anything. He's definitely in good shape. But in terms of how much he's worked on his game, it looks like none at all. And his mental is getting worse and worse. And so I'm kind of agreeing with you guys. Uh, There shouldn't be a way that Ben Simmons is still on the roster, but I think the Sixers and Ben Simmons are having this staring contest and they're both stuck because Ben Simmons, his feelings have been hurt. And so he's not going to play for the Sixers, but Ben Simmons has tanked his own trade value so much that the Sixers can't deal him. And so who's going to blink first is Ben Simmons going to show up to camp or Are the Sixers going to move him. And I think this could go well into the season. Mm -hmm. The Sixers just aren't going to deal him, and the season's going to start. And he's just going to be awkwardly sitting there, not doing anything, not getting paid. So, like, Mm -hmm. uh, who's going to blink first? mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, And another thing, too, is, like, it's kind of like he should help them, help him get moved. But if you say stuff like it's not my job to, like, improve my value you basically say it's not your job to get better and you act unprofessionally so which t- what team is going to want to put a deal together to get you if they know that's what they're going to get like all you might do is bring them more headaches than what it's worth so ultimately like he's lowering his value by the way he plays and by the way he acts like who's going to want to deal with that in their locker room or like give you the keys to the franchise if they clearly know the work ethic isn't there and you're unprofessional like that's too much to take on
1: yeah, and earlier we kept referencing the James Harden situation. It is important to know, I think, that more or less, you know, James Harden had asked for a trade, and the Rockets had pretty much agreed. They're like, okay, mm-hmm. we moved west Westbrook. Maybe it's time to rebuild. And James Harden only tanked his trade value to get to the Nets. It's not like he was tanking his trade value to get out of Houston completely. I think they kind of had a handshake agreement that that's what was going to happen. But because he wanted to go somewhere specific, he was just trying to force management to send him where he wanted to go. But Ben Simmons is trying to get his way out of Philly, and he doesn't realize that he's going to get sent, if he is successful, somewhere he doesn't want to go. We're talking scraping the bottom of the barrel with Minnesota and Sacramento. You really think you want to be there? You want to be second middle to De'Aaron Fox? Mm-hmm. You really want to be the third option behind Buddy Heald and the Aaron Fox, really?
0: And Tyrese Halliburton.
1: <laughs> and Tyrese Halliburton, <laughs> really? Hey, probably. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what the trade package would entail, but like, it wouldn't add I, at least two of those guards. It would not place. be the Aaron Fox. They would be insane oh, yeah. to give up the Fox for Ben yeah, Simmons. Yeah. That would like, be the
2: worst, the worst trade of all time, probably.
1: Yeah, so I'm, so I'm interested to see who's going to blink first. And I kind of think it's going to be Ben Simmons because oh, –
2: yeah. He's going to realize quickly that he yeah, has no say in what's going to Just go act. play basketball. Yeah. He can do whatever they want.
1: Yeah. I mean, interesting situation where yeah. I'm interested to see who blinks first and who finally just, gives up the stare down.
2: I just hope he's working out in the meantime because he needs it
1: right yeah you would hope
2: somebody to tell him like you have to shoot a thousand free throws a day
3: please
1: <laughs> yeah. please do you go back four years ago like if you had bet me willing to make a bet with me that in four years Giannis would have a better jump shot than Ben Simmons I would have bet you the farm the house everything <laughs> that, that would not be true that Ben Simmons would have a better shot than Giannis. And yet today it's not true because Giannis works on his game. Yeah. Even though he's physically has every disadvantage against being able to shoot the basketball, very long, uncoordinated arms, (laughs) like, you know, continuing to put on muscle. And so like the target continues to change, but like his shot (laughs) is much better than Ben Simmons today. So that should tell you everything you need to know be interesting to see who blinks first. All right. Let's talk about the absolute travesty that is this year's 2K ratings, shall we? So we talked about this two weeks ago when 2K released probably about two-thirds of the ratings. And we told you guys there was going to be a part two coming. So based on who... And I think a lot of us are going to have some of the same ones. But Dion, give me a guy... Who's underrated that we didn't talk about before?
2: Okay, so I'll just start with one and then we'll just go around. Um, one that I think was underrated, and I think we all have him on our list, is Donovan Mitchell.
1: Absolutely.
2: <laughs> I know that this is a travesty. There's no reason for him to be behind Trey Young or Chris Paul, for for what I think, and I I I'm trying to understand the thought process that went behind this, and I can come up with a reason. Like he was injured for a little bit, that doesn't like he wasn't. He was still amazing when he was playing, and he played most of the season. So why at 88? Like, do you do you guys have anything? Because like I don't understand.
1: No clue. How, how can uh, you, in good faith, put Zion ahead of him or yeah. Trey Young yeah. ahead of him? This is how a guy who's much Gobert, more established. Gobert.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. was his own teammate, Rudy Gobert, in 88 as well? Are you telling me
1: yeah, on the Utah exactly. Jazz? They're the same. <laughs> <laughs> <Is he telling laughs> they're not, they're the,
2: the same skill level? Yeah. Come on, now.
1: This is a guy who only averaged 27 points a game and led his team to the number one seed in the yeah, western in the West. conference. What? 88 overall, no shot. Yeah.
2: Absolutely no shot.
1: Donovan Mitchell is one of the most disrespected players in the league and mm-hmm. it's just not even close. Like what more can this guy possibly show you to not for you to not think he's elite? Like is he Kevin Durant? No, he's not Kevin Durant like I said last time, he should always be like one point below Damian Lillard because he's 95% of the player that Damian Lillard is. Exactly. I don't know if I would put him that
2: high. I would put him above a lot of players that are above him. That's for sure. Because he, him- he is a little inconsistent, so like I don't, wouldn't put him one point below. I wouldn't put him as the same level as Anthony Davis, but definitely above the, the Trey, Zion, response to be honest in my opinion in yeah opinion. i think he's
1: got to be a 91 yeah. 90 91 yeah, at the minimum at the mm-hmm. minimum yeah, yeah i yeah we're all in agreement on donovan mitchell that is a travesty yep. like no, no idea bj give me another one
3: man absolute travesty
1: at least in my opinion how in
3: God's name is Mr. Russell Westbrook only an 86? Preach. I think that is just disrespect to the Brody, but what else is new? How is Westbrook coming off averaging a triple-double yet again only an 86? Like, I I don't understand what, how you get that, like, from him. Like, that's just too low. That's just in good faith. That's just too
1: low. He's rated the same as Clint Capella. <laughs>
3: that's – you 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 already guess who was too high for me? I was like, "How in God's name is Clint Capella at 86? And then Westbrook's also eighty six. You mean to tell me that's the that's what we're doing? That's the equivalent? That's
2: what that's what it is? Ronnie, come on, man!
1: Yeah, um, just just ridiculous. There's something so overrated. Like,
2: this is not even funny. Within, full ratings. Like, how is Westbrook mm-hmm. behind Rudy Gobert? And how is he behind? Even like Cat. Like Cat hasn't yeah. played a game in like three years. Like it seems.
1: Yeah. I'll give you another one. How is Jean Moran only in 85?
2: <laughs> of course he is. I didn't even
1: see that one. Only? The same as DeMar DeRozan, CJ McCollum. What? <laughs> only one point came? above LaMelo Ball. He just needs and, to retire.
3: John Morant somehow got worse last year. That's just <laughs> yeah. That's, that's
1: what? I, what? I <laughs> okay, guess because sure. he was hurt for a minute, it was absolutely spectacular when he wasn't hurt. Mm-hmm. He yeah. goes then down. How's,
3: how's De'Aaron Fox just an 85? Then, like in what in what world is I, De'Aaron Fox just an 85? <laughs> I'm, Same I'm, as Nikola yes. Vucevic, apparently. Yeah. Right? I, All
2: right. I mean, oh, hold up. Hold up. Pause. Pause, hard part, pause. So I, w- I want to I bring your attention to a player that we has been mentioned before on, on this episode. I want you to go to Ben Simmons right now. Tell me when you guys are
3: yeah, I'm I'm looking at him.
2: Yeah. How is he a 58 three-point shooter? Yeah, how is it not a zero? How is it not, is it not zero? <laughs> 58. Who are they
3: watching play basketball? Oh, can you get can you get a fifty eight from like the summer videos you send in?
1: I guess like if you make
3: them in the summer, does that count? Does that go towards your rating? Because it can't be with actual threes. He has he hasn't attempted enough threes in his whole
2: career to even get ranked to like a twenty. He he's got less than ten attempts in his whole life. Exactly. Exactly. How is this possible?
1: Uh, yeah. I just like to point out that DeAndre Ayton has six has six more points and three pointers than Ben Simmons does <laughs> what, are we what are we doing here <laughs> Jared Allen has a higher three pointer rating than Ben Simmons how, how
2: how is DeAndre Aiden's dunk a seventy five
1: And he's a center what? I, these these <laughs> ratings are just just horrible. Okay, clickbait.
2: Click oh god, this click is so, this is so dumb. Oh my god, I can't even.
1: Yeah, these these are horrendous. Oh my god. I, I mean, literally, just like close your eyes and pick one. Like any yeah. of them are off. Like, I feel like I'll give you another one, and this might be a little bit controversial. But I feel like Jimmy Butler at a 91 is overrated. Too high. I yep. That's so I got. Too yep. high. Yep. Like, Jimmy Butler is a really good player. But I don't know if I'd put him up there with those other guys. Like... Okay. Yeah. Like he's above
3: Tatum, and I disagree.
1: Yeah, he's above Tatum. He's above uh, Donovan Mitchell. He's mm-hmm. above... Devin yeah, Booker, Bradley Beal at this point, Chris Paul, like Paul yeah, Bradley Beal. Yeah, I'd probably throw Paul George in there too. Oh, I, I think Paul George is underrated. Yeah, I think he's he an eighty-seven. Yeah. He's an 88. 88. Yeah. Mm, that's pretty low. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's got to be at least an eighty-nine.
3: Okay, ninety. 80. Mm-hmm. I, I got 80. one that I think is. I got. Two that I think are kind of high, and I hate to say it, but, like, Mike Conley at an 83 right now, he Thank hasn't you. been playing that great to be – 83 is not terribly high, but still. He's yeah, way too high. And old, yeah, and then R.J. Barrett, two at an 83. Yeah,
1: I was going to bring up R.J. Barrett. I'm not really feeling that. Not really yeah, feeling that. I'm, I'm not with that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know about Conley. I feel like 83 is about right. I,
3: would I mean, say look the, at who's
1: around him. Hmm. Like, other washed up old point guards, Kyle Lowry, Kemba Walker, uh, some Gordon Hayward. I don't think Donald. he's at that level,
2: though. I don't think he's at their level, though. Uh, he should be I at just, least, uh, I, I would say 81. He hasn't scored. Like, like, he doesn't score like that anymore. He doesn't play make like that anymore like maybe just
3: because since he's got the utah he has not been that
2: good
1: exactly he got
2: the utah yeah and it's not like, like that was his first year he's been there for at least two years
1: mm-hmm. i would put him at about an 83 but i mean that's you know counting for inflation that i would put almost everybody two to three points higher so Fair. um yeah i don't know what rj barrett has really shown to be in that how is guys. anthony edwards at
2: uh, 81
1: yeah, I
3: guess you had 80s. I got another one
1: for you. How is Buddy healed? Not an 80. My man is, what is 79. He? What is he? That's oh criminal. That's God. criminal. Yeah. That's criminal. You know who he's rated the same as? Tyler Hero. This is why I don't have a game now. This is why I invite <laughs> him. Vincenzo. Okay. This okay. Weird.
2: Hold on. Hold on. I just saw something that I am – I'm going to file a complaint with 2K. How in the world, in this whole wide world, is a person that has been playing out of his mind this past season, posting triple doubles and everything at 82? Malcolm Brogdon, how is he at 82? Yeah, I'm with you on
3: that. Oh, that what? makes no sense. 82.
2: 82? Yeah. That's so disrespectful.
3: Yeah, nah, that's um, that's criminal too. He was yeah, posting 30, 30
2: pieces with triple doubles and stuff mm-hmm. like what? Oh, what yeah, about that's...
3: Tobias Harris at 85? I feel like he – I would go 83 on him. Yeah. I haven't seen enough of Tobias down? Harris mm-hmm. in the playoffs to give him – he's not consistent enough in the playoffs to be 85 than me, but that's just me. I think i him. They chose him over Jimmy, and we see how that has turned out for them. Yeah.
1: I yeah. but just I think nitpicking. I'd leave him at about an 85, personally. Like, eh, yeah. Maybe it's just the homer in me, but I feel like Jalen Brown at an 86 is too low as well. I feel like he's got to be at least an 88. I mean...
2: I think he's perfectly, maybe at 87. Maybe. I give him 87.
3: I, I mean, all he did
1: was, you know, average 25 points a game last year and pair it with really good defense. Like, I don't know what more he needs to show to get up there, but.
2: I mean, Brandon Ingram was posting like 28 and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? 25 at least. And he's a 84.
1: at 84. Yeah, he needs to move up too. Fair. That was the other guy I was going to point out, actually. Uh, Brandon Ingram. Is Isn't he on the
2: same level low. as Lamelo? <laughs> Isn't he 84, yeah. just like Lamelo? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Brandon, Brandon yeah. Ingram and Ben Simmons are at the same level.
1: Yeah, my guy is stuck in with Ben Simmons and Lamelo Ball. Chris Stapps, <laughs> <laughs> Porzingis. Uh, the disrespect. Yeah, like, <laughs> that is... Yeah, Brandon Ingram got to be, like, at least an 86, 87. Mm-hmm. Like, minimum. Yeah. Dude is still a bucket. Yeah, he's a little inefficient, but like, he's still a bucket. To say like Shea just Alexander is significantly better than him just isn't true. <laughs> it's just not. Yeah, that's factually inaccurate. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, you could. There's I love only... Shea though. I love shay but no. Yeah, there's only a few of these ratings that I'm like okay with. Like, yeah, that I'm I'm good with that. They're, like they're these they're ratings the, are horrendous like 2k is just like a it's it's just like a pyramid scheme at this point like (laughs) and i don't know if they're making like them like intentionally controversial like to boost sales or something like i'm i'm confused like these make absolutely no sense but
2: so unbelievable that people have to buy just to see that that is true also i don't understand how all these centers who literally just need like a 10 inch vertical to dunk all have like under 80 on them it's beyond me i don't understand. yeah i
1: i don't understand their criteria i would love to know but no idea don't buy 2k if it's over 20 dollars not worth it not worth it wait till they
2: come on game pass or something
1: yeah really don't, don't pay a full price, full, full price for this garbage. Absolutely horrible. All right, let's get into the meat of this. We wanted to, we've had conversations throughout the, throughout the season talking about guys. Cause I think it's one of our, as a whole, one of our biggest pet peeves is fake tough guys in the nf in the NBA. I hate it. Guys who like to pretend that they're the enforcer and, you know, pump their chest and, you know, say they're built different and all this stuff and they're not. So that inspired us a while ago, which once again, just like the conspiracy theories, we had to wait for the off season because this is going to be a minute. So today we're ranking our top 10 NBA tough guys of all time. And corresponding, our top 10 fake NBA tough guys of all time. So, should we start with tough guys or fake tough guys? I think we got to start with the real tough guys.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Cause the other one is going to be way, way more fun. Yeah. Save the best for last.
1: And you guys, you guys like to pick apart my list, so I'll go first. I'll go ahead and be the cannon fodder. Oh, I Even though I know I know for a fact my list is above reproach. No shot. Can you guys find a single issue with this list? I
2: mean, I don't I don't have an issue. Like I'll tell you this right now. I don't have an issue with your tough guys. I have an issue with one of your fake tough guys because I already know who you're gonna put.
1: You don't know anything. I know you also, everything. You don't know.
2: Your hatred
1: right. goes
2: beyond uh, reason, so I know. <laughs> we'll
1: see. <laughs> well, I guess. I guess we'll just see what happens. Um, so fight! <laughs> here are, without further ado, in order, my top Ooh. ten NBA tough guys of all time. But first, I got to give an honorable mention to my guy Steven Adams because my dude could absolutely be an nba tough guy but he's just too nice. Like he's too good a guy.
2: That's he facts. would rather
1: like catch catch guys That's out of facts. the air and prevent them from being injured than score. And so like he just doesn't have the heart for it. But I don't think he should be punished. So I'm going to give him an honorable mention cuz he's absolutely a tough guy, but it's just a good dude. So, he's the vibes are immaculate. All right. At number 10, a lot of these guys are going to be kind of older players quite a few of them i'm trying to see if i have a single active player
2: i have
3: multiple
1: I, I don't have i don't have a single active player in my all-time sure. tough guys i got one i think
3: i got one. okay let's hear it at number 10
1: i got patrick ewing patrick ewing was absolutely an nba tough guy at number nine i got the artist formerly known as run our test Meta world piece. The only reason he's not higher is because he did some dirty stuff. A few cheap shots. Like the James Harden elbow was (laughs) definitely (laughs) dirty.
3: Knock that man out.
1: And so like one of my big criteria is if you're dirty, that's not tough. Like if you're Mm. just like cheap shots aren't don't make you a tough guy. They don't. That's like that's fake tough guy stuff. But like Ron Artest definitely was a tough guy. The amount of charges he took and like he definitely would not want to see him in a dark alley. In number 8 I got Zebo Zandro, Zach Randolph. Those those Memphis Grizzlies' team, more from them later, but those Memphis Grizzlies teams were scary. They had some they had some guys who were for real on those teams, and Zach Randolph sure. was definitely one of them. Definitely NBA tough guy. At number seven, I got Michael Jordan. A little bit of a jerk in his time, you know, punching Steve Kerr and all that. But MJ was definitely a tough guy. He would just stuff it straight on people and just scream in their face. He'd be talking shit from the opening tip. Um, MJ was definitely a tough guy. Number six, I have one of his best friends. I got Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley was definitely an NBA tough guy when he played. Yeah, I mean, he got in all kinds of fights and stuff. Like, he absolutely stuck his nose in. I was like, even though he was a superstar, he absolutely stuck his nose into the paint mm-hmm. and took some beatings coming down for rebounds, round amount of rebound. I got a guy who is a very underrated tough guy at number five, and that's Larry Bird. Larry Bird would just straight up go after guys. Legendary shit talker. When Bill Lambeer, a dude who was like six inches taller than him and had probably 30 or 40 pounds, took him down to the ground, he didn't even hesitate and just punched him right in the face. He's like, enough of that, and just dropped through hands with Bill Lambeer. Definitely an underrated tough guy, Larry Bird. And number four, Hooper of the Week, Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace has to make your all-time dark alley team. This is a dude who is just absolutely scary. Like, A, from a play perspective, trying to go to the basket and get a bucket. If you saw Ben Wallace lurking, that is terrifying. Built like a tank, sweet ups, and has nothing better to do than just rip down rebounds and block shots. (laughs) Nothing better to do. (laughs) Definitely a tough guy. May or may not have been involved in the malice in the palace. Number three, I have the... Pound for pound, all time tough guy in the NBA. Do not fight me on this. It's Tony Allen. Okay. It's yeah, easy man. to be a tough guy when you're six, eight and stacked. But like Tony Allen, little dude, yeah, took man. shit from nobody. Okay. He absolutely protected his teammates, always trying to get steals, doing the dirty work. All time tough guy. And number two, I have. Charles Oakley, mm. all time tough guy, the enforcer mm. for MJ back in the day. If you messed with young MJ, Charles Oakley was gonna tear your face off. Also on those Knicks teams with Patrick Ewing, um, like like I mentioned with some other guys, nothing better to do than rip down rebounds and push dudes to the ground. Like he was the absolute king of the hard foul. Charles Oakley wouldn't I would never want to mess with Charles Oakley and to get to my number one NBA tough guy I have to quote the great Muhammad Ali when he said before he fought I want to say to Sonny Liston that some men fear a strong man but everybody fears a crazy man and that is Kevin Garnett this dude was outside of his mind Coming after dudes slapping the floor slapping himself in the face pounding his <laughs> chest calling guys all kinds of stuff that he probably shouldn't have but it's still got in their head defense <sighs> rebounding whatever he did. Kevin Garnett I admit my bias but all-time tough guy
2: you know you know my list <laughs> what how
3: <laughs> Just wait till we get to the fake tough guys.
2: Yeah,
1: no, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think he was that tough. Was <laughs> Kevin Garnett? Are you kidding? He didn't talk a lot. He, he not Let's
3: just, just let's
1: just let's just get it. do this <laughs> How is he yeah. not a tough guy? Are you kidding me? One
2: hundred percent not
1: a tough guy. You are. You're... He's, a lu- he's a
2: loud guy. I'll give you that.
3: Yeah, he's a talker. He's not really a biter though.
2: What? He's, he's got bark. He's got yeah, bark. He is like, not there's body. tons
3: of videos. There's a lot of videos on this. Bad. Every scramble he's had, he's always been the one that walks away with his hands up, but never the one approaching the fight. But let's just continue. That's
1: you guys are tripping. Cool. Yeah, that's my list. BJ,
0: go ahead and hit uh, me with your tough guys.
3: Tough guys all time. Number 10, Kobe Bryant. Yes. Kobe Bryant was a tough guy, man. I actually um, thought about now... putting
1: him on there.
3: Mm hmm. Not only was, like, he playing through injuries and whatnot, but I remember one time, like, Matt Barnes just tried to – he he put the ball in his face like he was going to do something. Kobe didn't flinch at one time. He just sat there and, like, winked at him because he knew, like, you. I guess you don't really mess with Kobe. You know what's good for you. Number nine, um, Ron Artest. Ron Artest was legit. Like, in Indiana, like, six seven, like, 2-something, whoever that fan was that got hit by Ron, I'm sure they still feel it. Some years later. Like Ron Artess, even though his name has peace in it, Metaworld World Peace, there is nothing peaceful oh, about young Ron no back in the day.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, he, he woke up and chose violence too many days every to be time. Meta world peace.
3: Exactly. Um, number eight, Zebo. Like the most yep. famous quote I can remember was Zebo, Zach Randolph. He told he looked everybody in their eyes and told people that DeMarcus Cousin was a bully. But where he's from, bullies get bullied, and after that, I have never seen Demarcus <laughs> Cousins get out of pocket ever again. So Zach, Zach Randolph wasn't athletic, but you could still feel him on the court. He was the punk Blake Griffin every time they played against the Clippers. Yep. Number seven, Bill Lambeer from the Pistons. Hey. You want to talk about somebody you don't want to cross? Buddy would take you out of midair, chokes hole style. Yeah. Jordan Jor, Jordan put on weight just to come and see him. That's how, that's how it got back with Bill Lambeer. Actually, number six, his teammate, Rick Mahorn, people don't really talk about. Dude yeah. was kind of a menace. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, if you play against him, you need to ice probably while you're playing. That's just how he would – if you come through the lane, like, hard fouls, no dunks, no nothing like that, nothing flashy. Number five, Udonis Haslam, UD, you know, from the streets of Miami. People kind of disrespect him, but no one ever really disrespects, like, him in a game. Dwight Howard tried it, and he muffed him in his face and was ejected within, like, four seconds. <laughs> Dwight Howard didn't want no smoke with Udonis Haslam. And people ask about why they call him the goons from Dade County. Well, that's the number one goon right there. Number four, Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace was just that dude. Like he, Shaq was. Shaq even said that's one of the hardest yep. dudes he had to go against. Like he had to work hard against Ben Wallace. He's so he's so strong and so solid. I think he was only like six eight, six nine too. Not even a full like a normal size center, but just yeah. a solid tank. Down you, low. you could
1: you could outskill Ben Wallace, but you were not gonna outwork him or out no, him. No, it out. no shot. Wasn't gonna happen. You felt
3: that you had to work for everything you got. Number three, um, Kenyon Martin. Kenyon Martin back in the day, like, there are stories about Kenyon Martin, like, dudes Mm -hmm. knew, like, coaches were put on a whiteboard, don't say any, like, do not test him, because people said Kenyon Martin was willing to go there, and he did not care. Like, he did not care if he got ejected, he did not care if he got suspended, because he said back in his day with the Nets, like, you miss one game, you come right back. Uh, Number two. Uncle Charles Oakley. Like, like we were saying, like Taylor just said, like, if you messed with Jordan back in the day when he was young, you had to see Charles Oakley. If you came into the garden when he was with the Knicks, you had to see Charles Oakley. And to this day, like people do not want to smoke with Charles Oakley. He might be in his, I think maybe fifties, going on 60, but you still that's no smoke. You don't want no smoke. The only person that wants smoke of- with
2: them, the only person that will smoke with them is the owner of the the Knicks. That kicked him out. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and he has yeah, his, from security his box. Working he wants smoke with him. Yeah. yeah, from the box, yeah, not face exactly. to face. Exactly,
2: yeah. exactly.
3: Yeah, RIP James. If he does that, uh, number one. Speaking of crazy men, there are stories, legendary stories of James Johnson. <laughs> he is a certified weapon. <laughs> he has an MMA. He has an MMA background. He is known as a fighter. The Dallas Mavericks traded for him because they want him to be an enforcer against Marcus Morris. And he is legit recognized. People when they bump into him, they turn around and go, Oh, it was James. And they don't want any beef with that. Number like speaking of crazy dudes, this was probably as a tough, he don't even try to be tough. People just know, like, all right, that's one you don't want to cross.
1: Yeah. I had a little bit of a different criteria, it looks like, but I'm not mad at James Johnson. Like for me, he's like kind of a Steven Adams guy, though. Like he's like kind of too nice, though. Like he doesn't like throw his weight around because he's just like mm-hmm. a, a chill guy.
2: He has an arsenal. Trust me, he has an arsenal.
1: Oh, absolutely. He could. He could be. <laughs> yeah. He, he yeah. could be the toughest guy, but like he. Well, I mean, yeah. he is. He is.
3: Mm-hmm. Honorable mention, though. I had to put Tony Allen there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like the grind days from Memphis, you just somewhere you got to throw him in there, but. <sighs> I just feel like – Dive on the floor, all that. Like, number one, first team all defense, Tony Allen. I
1: I feel like you got to put Tony Allen somewhere in that top ten. My man deserves more than an honorable mention. But, I mean, overall, I'm not mad at your list. I mean, we had some of the same guys in the same place. One guy on your list, I'm mad at, but I'll save that for my fake tough guy list. Well, trust me. Trust me. Our fake tough guy is about to be really interesting. (laughs)
2: Yeah. (laughs) That's That's why I wanted that to happen second.
1: <laughs> I love for KG on your list, i mind blown. All right, Dion, go go ahead. Hit in right. with your tough uh, guys.
2: So I had to put uh, as an honorable mention Kobe because he's just for the all for mentioned reasons. He's just a tough guy playing through injuries and everything. Turn Achilles, stay in the game for a little bit. Okay, after that though, I didn't know who to put at ten, so I went with Tony Allen. Uh, you know, just an all time tough guy, just one of the best defenders of all time. Mm-hmm. Then I had Kmart at nine because that dude was crazy. Then I had Chuck, one of the toughest guys in his, his era. Then I didn't put James Johnson all the way up there, but he is definitely my top 10. So I got him at seven. Okay, then a guy that I was kind of shocked that nobody mentioned. Uh, PJ Tucker, I feel like he would like won't hesitate to fuck you up. Yeah, that's, he's a, good that's a good pick. He got that's into his face in an instant during these playoffs. Um, uh, at number six, I have Ben Wallace, all time tough dude, as you guys mentioned. And then mm-hmm. I was surprised that nobody even like had an honorable mention on this guy. To open up my top five, I have Ray John Rondo. He would not hesitate to fight he would not hesitate to fight when he was fighting with cp3 come on yeah. man. Okay, like, don't he, don't at
3: all.
1: He,
2: he, he, instant instant he's like a microwave Bam.
1: i literally almost put chris paul on my fake tough guy list literally because of that incident with rondo yeah. so like he thought he was gonna spar with rondo and then when he saw rondo's wide eyes go wide he rondo wanted was part it. Of it.
2: R- rondo was about it uh, <laughs>
1: They're you're not that, that guy, four. pal. Trust me. You're not that <laughs> guy.
2: You're not that guy. <laughs> you're not that guy, pal. Uh, number four, you guys mentioned him, Charles Oakley. He was just insane. Uh, but my top three is this crazy ass people, like people that I <laughs> not even attempt to fight. And we all mentioned them, run our tests, aka Metal World Peace, aka, aka, aka balance at the palace Hmm. this dude would not take shit for nobody he went at a fan too like come on there's there's no way you can tell me he's not in your top 10 uh tough guys number two is a dude that i have never seen somebody that shed so much blood in basketball (laughs) and it was his own most of the time tyler Hansbro. this man was a psycho
3: Oh, Psycho T. Wow,
2: what a throwback. Okay. Interesting. Okay, okay. I like it. Psycho. And then I have another current NBA champion on my all-time toughest guys, and that is the man that broke a jaw and sent a man to a whole different continent. (laughs) Bobby Portis. This yeah. dude punched Nikola Mertic so hard.
3: I haven't seen him since.
2: made him fly back to his <laughs> home country. <laughs> I have nothing else to say. Bobby Portis. Broken John Portis, my all-time tough
1: I'm, I'm not mad at Bobby Portis. but crazy I don't know. The, like, Tyler Hansborough was a tough guy, but I feel like the rest of the guys on your list would bust Tyler was, Hansborough's ass. He,
2: crazy. he wouldn't back down from a fight. I'll promise He, you he
1: wouldn't, know. but he'd get, like, Charles Oakley would kick his ass. Charles Barkley?
2: I mean, okay, but to me, he, this dude is insane. Like, from all the way from his days in college, all the way through his short-lived Isn't career. his
3: name Psycho T? Isn't his name, exactly. name Psycho T? Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> he is a tough guy, the- though. I'll, I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. I just realized I forgot a guy that I should not have forgotten. And I don't know where I would put him on my list, but somebody's got to mention Gary Payton. That dude is a tough guy for sure. The glove. Nobody messed with the glove, dude. You will ruin your day. Forgot about the glove. That's my bad. But all right. So then since Dion is so eager to hear my list, should I go first then? Oh, fake tough guys.
2: I already know. But i okay even if you even if this guy that i'm thinking wasn't in it he's in it now that we put kg on this on this list
1: Ooh, uh, to, to, i won't i won't alter that promise but i want to hear your prediction for who's on my list yaon
2: oh, i just i just got to mention one and is LeBron James
1: i thought about it but no because for me That's a fake fine. tough guy has to be a guy who acts like he's tough but he's not like, yeah, LeBron's flopping, like kind of bugs me, but he he doesn't act like he's too big for his britches. You know, he's not like trying to back dudes down and like talk shit and all that stuff. You know, he just kind of goes about his business. So I didn't put LeBron in there.
2: Yeah.
1: LeBron doesn't really act like a tough guy. So it's hard to say that he's a fake tough guy, you know? And then he goes to the basket and dunks on people. So then there's that too. With, but my, with- I do think my number 10 is might be a little controversial. <laughs> And I actually have Shaq at number 10 Shaq for as big as he was and as physically dominant as he was like, I don't know. Like he just, he would talk so much shit, but I feel like he didn't really back it up that much. You know, like he, he would just kind of like mess with you, but not really go at you. Like what's his bucket threw a ball at him. And he just kind of like turned around like what, you know, like, I, I don't know. Like I love Shaq. Shaq is my guy, but I don't know. I feel like he was a little bit of a fake tough guy. You know, like he would say so much, like, you know, about how nobody would mess with him and you know all this stuff. But I don't know. I felt like he didn't really back it up. He didn't like protect his teammates or anything like that. So I got I got Shaq at number 10. At number nine, I got Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller, Mm. in my mind, was definitely like too big for his britches. Like, don't get me wrong. Hall of Famer, cold as hell, but he liked to act like he was really tough and he wasn't, you know, he kind of had his enforcers that, you know, would protect him. Like, who was that guy? Uh, um, McKee, was that his name? The big dude for the Pacers. Yeah, he was was always looking after him. And number eight, I got Denver Mello. Mello liked to act like he was a tough guy back in the day. Like he's definitely aged gracefully and is, you know, really laid back and chill dude. But when he was in, um, when he was in Denver, he tried to act like he was just as tough as Kenyon Martin and just no shot. He was, he was not that guy. It's really, it's really easy to act tough when you got Kenyon Martin there, but you know, I don't buy him. Number seven, I got Lance Stevenson. Tries to act like a huge tough guy, but only like blue on people. Like, come on, bro. Good defender, but you're you're not like that. Like stop. Stop playing your stupid guitar when you hit a baseline jumper. Like, stop, dude. Definitely a fake tough guy. It is with a heavy heart that at number six, I have no choice but to put Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce, the captain, love him to death. But he was a bit of a fake tough guy. He liked to act like he was. I mean, you can't put him higher because he was shot. So, like, you know, that definitely precludes him from making the top five. But I don't know. I feel like he liked to talk so much shit and he liked to, like, pretend like he was really hard and he just kind of wasn't, you know, the whole pooping his pants and acting like, you know, he was injured and making it a triumphant return kind of ruins the whole, the whole act for me. Number 5, I got Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard is one of the fakest tough guys out there. He will just put, you know, his face next to somebody else's face and like try and act like he is, "Oh, don't cross me, bro." Then he just like tries to like subtly mess with people the whole game, like the basketball equivalent of just like pulling pigtails. Like, "Bro, stop. First of all, you're freaking huge, but you're not tough at all." shockingly he's only at number four but this top four are just different level fake tough guys for me number four i got blake griffin blake griffin has tried to act like he's a tough guy his entire career and he is just not he yeah. lays down and takes it when in the face of a real tough guy like like you were saying vj Zebo made blake Griffin his bitch anytime they played Facts. like he likes to talk and like you know Talk his shit anytime he does something good but he he is not a tough guy. Never has been, never will be. Number three, I got Patrick Beverly. <laughs> That Bev tries to act like he is the second coming of Tony Allen and Gary Payton. And he isn't, he will just jaw and jaw and jaw and never do anything. The only thing he ever did was push Chris Paul in the back during a timeout. That's just dirty. You're not a tough guy, dude. Nobody is actually afraid of you. You got absolutely cooked. By Chris Paul, and you just couldn't take it, and you even apologize after. Like it is the right thing to do, but it's not a tough guy thing to do.
2: Exactly what I have on my list.
1: (laughs) At number two, I have Draymond Green. Draymond Green, I we've been over this guy over and over again. All he does is act like he is Ben Wallace, essentially. Like, don't come in the paint when I'm down there. I'll use my four-inch vertical to, you know, (laughs) value when you go up. Like, oh, yeah, dude. Nobody's scared of you in the post. Nobody. You're an average rebounder. Like, (laughs) dude has tried to act like his whole career. Like, he's the reason the Warriors win games. And he's just not. Like, All he does is act like he's better than he is. Even at Michigan State, this dude was a fake tough guy. Like, dude, stop. Number one is the ultimate fake tough guy. The mother of all fake tough guys. (laughs) Bill Lambeer. Bill Lambeer is the fakest tough guy of all time. What? All he did was foul guys dirty. That's all he did he never once tried to initiate anything all he did was get punched in the face by guys who were done with him in his dirty fouls that's all and so like for getting punched in the face he's labeled a tough guy like stop just because larry bird and michael jordan had finally had enough and both just punched him in the face he gets labeled as a tough guy I don't like know bro about you're not a one though you're, you're not a tough guy for doing hard fouls on guys who are in the air and defenseless. That doesn't make you a tough guy. Rick Mahorn and Dennis Rodman. Yeah, those guys were tough guys. You were not a tough guy. You weren't. All right. I cannot stand Bill Laimbeer. He is the dirtiest player in the history of the NBA. And just because he's dirty doesn't make him tough. Like all he did was pick on guys who were playing and couldn't fight back. That's all he did dirty player fake tough guy in my opinion like I won't argue with you about Rick Mahorn he was a tough guy also from like that Pistons team tree Rollins same type of dude bill and was fake as hell like when Larry bird took him down to the ground the first thing he did was just throw his hands up and look at the refs like do you see what he's doing to me throw him out like it in my opinion massive fake tough guy the biggest fake tough guy of all time
2: he look
1: like you got something to say. he's tough. Yeah, I don't guy, think so. we got differences I, of opinion. I don't think so. You. Like Bill Laimbeer, his whole I, I thing was I just really to mess with guys bad. and try and get them yeah. thrown out. Like he would try and get Larry Bird thrown out of games. And so, like, he would just try and piss Larry Bird off enough to yeah, where he would get we're him are talking When talk about out.
3: the bad boy Pistons, they often talk about the physicality. And Bill Embiid was physical, though. But, I mean, if that's what you think, he was a fake tough guy, I'm not going to, like, debate it because it's subjective. We can't really right. – there's not a tough rating meter. So, but I, I could see that if you think he was – In, in
1: fake, my world, guy. being dirty is, like, such a manifestation of being a fake tough guy. Of, like, if you're just going to go at – defenseless guys who are like mm-hmm. in the air on the court that doesn't make you a tough guy like yeah there are some that's hard so fouls bad, yeah. but that's like you know on
3: our test pretty hard to include right you know that's, that's why, why all... right
1: mm-hmm. that's why he was number 10 on my list or number nine and that's why he wasn't higher but like I, I just feel like just because he was he was physical but like the way he was physical makes him a fake tough guy to me of like wow you can push Michael Jordan while he's in the air good for you I don't know. In a way, it was smart because it did work, but I just feel like Bill Lambert is the fakest tough guy ever. Yeah. So that's my list. But, Dion, it hurts me that you continue to think I'm just this mindless LeBron hater smashing my key, keyboard on Facebook. You know, oh, LeBron. Uh, really? no. I'm not. I'm totally oh. fair to LeBron. you hate LeBron. Loud, you, hate, you find
2: every possible Stop. Every possible reason to hate on LeBron. I I don't. You gave him a good hustle for for skipping his the Olympics
1: on his seventh eighteenth year on the in the NBA. That's not true. I did not give him a good hustle award for that. I gave him a good hustle award for thinking that the only reason you like Space Jam was because you're racist no no that's why i'm way before that i'm talking
2: about way before that one i I, I feel like i have to be the voice of reason
1: since the two of you are such big huge lebron fanboys that i have to represent the other side of the argument
3: Oh, no. we fam. Well, we keep it real with us. Or when you hate Ben Simmons, we had to keep it real back then. Now we're now we've been objective about it. And I was right. <laughs> no, but you literally said you were a hater. When we said hater, you said no. Now you're like, Oh I'm not a, little broad a hater hater. No, Ben, I'm saying, like, for Ben Simmons, when we tried to say you weren't objective, and you hated him, you were like, No, 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 I could be objective, but you admit it last week you hated him, but since before, was cool. How could I be so a hater just, if
1: I was 100% right about Ben Simmons? Well, you said you, you, you weren't. You didn't admit that at the t- I, pff, how could I be a hater if I was right? Anyway, anyway. All right, Dion, give, give me your list. Who, who are your fake tough guys? All
2: right, I, I'm just going to start it off. My number 10, I, I have a guy that barks a lot but does not bite and will never bite, and that is Marcus Smart. And number nine... I have a guy that thought he was tough, but nobody was scared of him. And joking, Noah. Oh, yeah. And and number eight.
1: I'm going to stop you right there, though. And I'm going to give my plug for Marcus Smart. Yes, Marcus Ah. Smart. Hold on. Just hear me out. Marcus Smart does a lot of barking. You're right. And it does not do a lot of biting. But where Marcus Smart is tough is he puts his body on the line a lot. That that dude takes a lot of hits. That's
3: not tough. That's just good hustle. This is part of he ain't game. doing it like Tony Allen. He ain't doing it like Tony
1: No, Biden. he's not. He's not. I'm not trying uh, to say he's, he wasn't on my tough guy list. I'm just saying, I don't know if he's a fake tough guy. I mean, it's your list. So go ahead.
2: He's not about that life. Mm. I promise you that. He <laughs> actually like is.
1: It's not. <laughs> it's your list. I disagree, but continue.
2: Okay. Um, my bias six.
1: fully admitted.
2: <laughs> At number eight, I have a guy that you mentioned, Pat Bev. I can I, I, he acts like the toughest dude in the gym at all times. And then he's going to apologize right after. So how, how that's literally the definition of a not tough guy, fake tough guy. And number seven, I have a guy who's the toughest, whose toughest act was to punch a tall kid. And that is Blake Griffin. Uh, talks a lot. Acts like he's so big and tough, and then the only thing he has ever done is punch the, the member of the staff, the Clippers.
1: Fascinating Which, to see who you have higher if Blake Griffin and Pat Bev are down towards the bottom. Oh, I'm, I'm intrigued. <laughs>
2: it's a treat, especially the next one. You're gonna love the next one. At number six, I have the aforementioned, for different reason, Kevin Garnett. This is he is the def, literally. If you look in the dictionary, for definition of bark, don't bite, Kevin Garnett. There's nothing else I need to say. He's just never done anything tough to me other than slapping the floor. Um, Then at number five, to open my top five, I have Dwight Howard, just big for no reason. Another big man in the top five. At number four, is Demarcus Cousins. To me, he is so soft. Uh, Talks a lot, but then got handled multiple times by multiple different players. Uh, and number three, one of the guys that you had on your top five is Draymond Green. He's just not tough. He just takes a lot of cheap shots. Uh, and that is like, he talks a lot, talks a lot of shit to his own teammates, but what has he done to show that he's tough? Okay. Now at number two, I have Bobby Portis's counterpart. Cause people forget, but Nikola Mertes used to talk so much shit <laughs> to everybody, and literally got handled the first time he crossed paths with Crazy Eye Bobby Ports. He literally broke his jaw with one punch and sent him back to the Euroleague. And at number one, I am surprised that Taylor did not even mention this dude. Didn't even mention him, ladies and gentlemen. Caden Durant. Need I say more? Talks the most trash. On and off the court behind the screen of his phone.
1: That's true. That's true.
2: Talk, act like he's this big ass tough guy, you know, like no. Dude, there's no way you're tough. There's nothing about you that's tough.
1: I was mostly thinking like on court, but when you include off court, absolutely Kevin Durant Bro. is tough. Kevin Durant
2: is the biggest fake tough guy.
1: Yeah, behind mm-hmm. behind his phone with his fingers, he's real tough, but you know, he's on the court, the no, not at all.
2: Mm-hmm. and that is my top 10
1: for most of it i'm not mad at it i will forever disagree with i know BJ is gonna say it too that kevin durant or kevin garnett is a fake tough guy but i i i told you my reasons why i think he's a tough guy on my list but go ahead
3: all right number 10 reggie miller we mentioned before yeah absolutely yeah. He's, he's like that he's, little dog man yeah. like yeah I'm like, buddy, you 110 pounds soaking weight. You can shoot the rock, but you're not, you're not mixing it up with the guys down there. Uh number nine, Marcus Smart. I'm not gonna put him no higher than that. I feel like the fly he gets in people's faces and like he acts like he wants to do something. But in today's league, if you were gonna do something, you would do it. And Marcus mm-hmm. Smart really doesn't because he knows he's too valuable to his team because you know there are no under defenders on there to help him out, so he. I'll just send you the clip of
1: the time he went at Joel Embiid. He didn't like punch at, but he like mm-hmm. didn't back down from him. But
3: well, my toughest clip is Marcus Smart pushing the old guy at Oklahoma State. That and I was like, that wasn't. That
1: <laughs> yeah, that was pretty lame. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty. So lame. I was, okay,
3: I just remembered that. Okay, this number all, eight. The, all the flops too, like yeah, out. yeah. Number eight, Blake Griffin. Um. Yeah. You gotta have him in there. I feel like as Blake has got the Brooklyn, he's trying to be like even more tough. Like it don't work like that because you're not <laughs> as strong as you used to be. You're not as quick. You're not as athletic. So
1: you he did think the same thing on the. He did the same thing on the Clippers though. He's always been a fake tough guy.
3: But yeah, even more so now in Brooklyn though, because that's his oh, role. He's yeah, trying hard. He's just not there. <laughs> he thinks number he's seven.
2: Like, he thinks he's around. that guy.
3: Trust <laughs> me, God, You're not number seven. And I'm uh I actually like this guy because he's funny, but Kendrick Perkins swears up and down <laughs> like he was just that dude. Like I get it, Big Perky from Texas, you a big man and all, but he was just like, like deep down, Perk is too nice of a dude. He just his scowl and his face makes him look tough, but Perk really wasn't out there trying to fight nobody. Number six, Kevin Durant. Yeah, and for some of the reasons Dion mentioned, the off the court stuff, but on the court, I always see Kevin Durant getting in somebody's face, whether it's Westbrook's face. Um, if, if anybody gets offended by being called a B word, I gotta call him a fake tough guy because he's quickly <laughs> willing to act like he wants to smoke. I remember he like smacked Giannis's hand off one time, like he was really trying to start something like Kevin Durant is really not out there fighting nobody either. The Slim Reaper is not out there
1: if, if you're this. letting. Another the fake tough guy on your team psych you out after just calling you a bitch then you're an even exactly. bigger bitch like yes.
3: my proxy my proxy, proxy. you are a exactly. fake tough guy okay number five um I'm surprised I like, am this high but I have to Marcus Morris Senior <laughs> I don't oh know who my he, thinks gosh. he is. But, like, the Forgot Clippers are like, oh, we got a junkyard <laughs> dog. I'm like, what?
2: <laughs> he was my honorable mention, bro. That's big facts.
3: Who do you th- – like, his toughest thing was he hit somebody in the face with a basketball, like, going through on the head. like, oh, well, you want to go right now? And I'm like, he didn't do nothing. Though. He just bagged away. So, okay, like, okay, this is, our, this is our tough guy here? Okay. Number four, Patrick Beverly. Um, after he shoved Chris Paul from behind, I convinced that any tough thing about him – Six-one guard made his own way undraft. All that you're not tough. If you pushing Chris Ball from behind, undercutting him, you're not tough. Mm-hmm. Number three, I feel like Jay Crowder is trying to be this ultra tough dude. Like thought.
1: I forgot about him. Absolutely forgot
2: about Jay Crowder. Oh my That's god! That's what I'm saying. I
3: just I thought about. I was like Jay Crowder. Like he always in somebody's face, always acting like. But then you know. When it came to push, come to shove, Jay Crowder is just so – he's behind his bench talking trash, too, not really doing anything about it. Number two, Draymond Green. Draymond Green, I feel like for all the toughness he may have as a competitor, he is definitely not a tough guy through and through. He lets the smallest things upset him. He spends more time and more effort arguing with the refs than he does actually playing basketball. Pretty sensitive guy. Number one, uh, Hall of Famer, big ticket. Kevin Garnett is probably one of the fakest tough guys of all time. Yes, the sir. fakest tough guy of all time. And it hurt me to say it because I actually had him on my tough guy list. But then I watched all the video clips of him. And every time I saw it, he's an elite trash talker. But when push comes to shove and guys are right in his face, this is back in the day, too. Guys were in his face. Kevin Garnett was going the other way. So First video, it was 4 Western Conference Finals. He got into a a, a fight match with a guy from the Kings. He pushed him. Kevin Garnett didn't do anything about it. And the guy kept coming at him. Kevin Garnett just wouldn't do anything. The guy actually elbowed him in the face. and Kevin Garnett walked away like nothing happened. I was like, okay, well, Kevin Garnett was talking, didn't do anything. I was shocked. Okay, I was like, that's one video. Clearly, KG is a dog, right? There's got to be more. So then, Antonio McDice. There is a play between those two. He walked past Antonio McDyess, shoved him, he hit him back, and Kevin Garnett threw the ball at him. Antonio McDyess ran up and pushed up. Kevin Garnett bagged away like he was going to do something. He ran across the court, and Antonio McDyess was the only one trying to see confrontation. So, okay, two strikes. KG, you can't be like this. But then there's mountains of videos. You just see the first one that says something is Kevin Garnett, but the only one who does something is the other guy. There's video of a rookie, LaMarcus Aldridge, slapping the back of KG's head because he, like, he, he pushed him. And I'm like, come That's on, KG. Right? I'm like, you talk all this talk, but it's like all bark, no bite. And for that reason, the guys who talk the most but don't do anything are the ultimate fake tough guys. Like, you can talk and pretend like you want that smoke, but KG, he never did anything. Never and that video with smoke. him and De- – yeah, the video <laughs> with him and Dwight Howard he easily could have hit Dwight Howard if he wanted to, but he was like, Oh, you lucky they hold me back. I would do all this, I would do all that. Well, why are you the one that's walking away so fast, KG? <laughs> that fake tough guy. I get it. Hall of Famer, big ticket, elite trash talker. Not a fake, not a, not a tough guy though.
1: And I love KG, I love KG the way you played. Maybe I'll have to it's go back video. and watch some of these videos then. But
3: I that's what I said. He was in my he was in my tough guy list, and I was like shocked when I was watching this. I was like, there's no way all these lists have him as top one and top two. I was like, there's no way. Because I really thought KG was that dude. But these videos, I was like, say it ain't so. DJ, <laughs> say
1: it, say it so. we've had some disagreements. But me having KG as my number one tough guy and you having him as your number one fake <laughs> tough guy might be the That's biggest disagreement we've had. <laughs> yeah, You literally can't get further apart than that. <laughs> there's literally nothing there's no other 19 spots away oh man i i mean i felt like kg was that dude i'll be honest i mean i'm pretty biased kg is my all-time favorite player but i don't know about that
3: it hurt me to say it too honestly Say he's
1: a bigger fake tough guy than Draymond Green he just cuts me to the core. Yeah, because he talks way.
3: He's an elite trash talker, but he never did anything about it. All these videos, he could have thrown a punch, he could have did anything, but he was the one walking away. I'm like, he's where is this? Back. Yeah, DJ, he didn't you're do just, nothing. You're just a
1: hurtful individual. That's what you are. You're just hurtful. <laughs> I'm,
3: <so tired. laughs>
2: I'm
1: working on it. Now I just want to talk. <laughs> Like, damn. Now <laughs> I just want to talk pointless shit about LeBron. I don't even believe just to get back at you. You
2: already did, so that's okay.
0: Can I didn't. What did
2: I say? <laughs> it's all good.
3: I'll, oh, trade I'll trade you Bill Lambeer. <laughs> you that's true. Trade I, Bill Lambeer. I hate the
1: Lambeer, dude. Yeah. That guy's the fakest, tough guy. <laughs> Yeah, we, yeah, but when it comes to Bill Kevin and and Kevin Garnett, we do not see eye to eye. <laughs> we, def, we clearly have very different criteria. Of what, a, what is a tough guy? What is a fake tough guy? Oh, man, that's hilarious. All right. If you guys are listening to this, let us know who your top tough guys and fake tough guys are. I got to think Papa Franklin has some thoughts on this. I'm sure oh, we'll, we'll hear yeah. from him. We should have oh, had him yeah. on for this one. But... Yeah, we should have. We well, sure would we'll, have LeBron
3: sure. at number one for fake tough guy just to mess with me. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no,
1: no doubt. But let us know what you Love guys it. think. Hit us up on social media at the dot Dagger Podcast. Big thanks to 785 Sports for working with us. Bigger thanks to you guys, the listeners. We appreciate y'all. And we will catch you guys next time.
3: Peace.
2: Peace